Hello and welcome to the Big G Video Podcast. has been a while since I last made a podcast episode, but I'm now making one about the DJI Action series of cameras because surprisingly I have all of them and maybe you might think that makes me a bit of an idiot, maybe you might think that makes me a bit of an expert on those cameras, but I'm going to talk about those cameras. This first and foremost is a podcast. This episode will be on my YouTube channel but it's more of a listening experience than a watching experience. So I might put a vocal visualizer in, but I'm not going to have any footage or any holding up of the products because this is a podcast. So you have been warned that no doubt is going to affect my um, retention and watch time on YouTube, but I felt it only fair to say rather than pull the wool over people's eyes. Anyway, let's get on with the episode. So I have the DJI Action it's called the Osmo Action. I have the Action 2 and the Action 3. And it's actually been really interesting because I went for the Action, the first Action, and I had a GoPro at the time and I got rid of my GoPro. And I just came to hate GoPro as a company. And what I'm going to tell you, I think is really quite important. Basically, I bought something from the GoPro website and they messed the order up and it was very difficult to get money back. So they charged me twice and they did send the product, but I paid twice for it. Now, contacting their customer support, they just didn't care and they were just ineffective and useless. So in the end, I had to go to PayPal to get my money back and eventually I got my money back, but not because GoPro helped, because I took it to PayPal and dealt with PayPal and raised a complaint and all that and still nothing from GoPro. They were completely useless. Absolutely the worst customer service I've ever experienced. And that made me wary of ever buying another GoPro product. And particularly at the moment, if you buy a GoPro product, you get the best deal buying from GoPro Direct. And that makes more sense for them as a business. But I just thought I'm not buying a GoPro from GoPro.com. And it's not competitively priced to buy from somewhere like Amazon or a traditional retailer. But then, of course, the DJI Osmo Action came out and it was quite good and it wasn't GoPro. So I sold my GoPro because I was that sick of GoPro and I got the DJI Osmo Action and it was good. It was really good. It was tough. You could change the lens if your lens got broken. Well, you could change the glass cover for your lens. Um, it recorded. It had no problems. It had stabilization. It took quite good photos as well. And that was good. And I liked it. And then sort of COVID hit and I didn't really get out and do much. And then after that, the DJI Action 2 came out. And that was a little bit different. That With that, you could shoot 4K 120. And that was an improvement from 4K 60, which you got with the first action. So that meant you could do really, really good slow-mo in 4K. So I got that. I didn't get it when it first came out. I waited a bit and I'm glad I did because the price really dropped because it was made differently. It was made to be really small. So I applaud the changes. It was really small. In fact, fantastically small. It's, it's sort of the size of a watch really is excellent. And it has magnetic mounting and it's got internal storage of 32 gigabytes. Now you can only use 22 gigabytes of that. And it was just really good. The one problem, though, was the overheating, which 
actually didn't affect me that much because if I recorded 4K 120, it was only ever for a couple of seconds to get stuff in slow-mo. And the other thing was you couldn't replace the lens. So it was a bit fragile. It was all premium metal and it was all very nice. But that meant if you dropped it, I, I dread to think what would happen. It was waterproof without a case, just like the Osmo Action 1. And it was really good. And I could mount it on my sort of chest and stick it on a hat and all sorts of things because it's magnetic mounts. Didn't have to fill about with those annoying GoPro mounts. But I always worried that if I dropped it, that was it. So, of course, with that worry, you're not going to put it in extreme circumstances. You're not going to stick it on your bike. You're not going to go skiing with it. So it's a bit of a shame, but it was a very good everyday camera. And I also got the macro lens attachment for it. And that's really good. I really like that. I use that to take pictures in macro and do filming in macro. And it's very good. But after I got that macro lens attachment, the new case came out to stop the overheating or reduce the effects of overheating. So you put this case on both parts of your DJI Action 2, which is the camera bit and either the screen or the battery component. And that's good. It, it reduces the heat. It makes it last, it not last longer. It makes it record for longer without overheating. But you can't put the macro lens on the front. That's not the end of the world. You just take it out of the case and so on and so forth. And you can get some filters like ND filters and things and they attach magnetically. Fantastic. The only problem is, again, if you're doing action or walking, they're likely to fall off. So it's not really that good. Whereas the action one had screw in filters, again, ND, nothing like a macro filter, but had ND filters and you just screwed them in. And it meant if you broke one, it didn't matter. You could take it off. You could replace it. If you broke your screen, you could always replace it with an ND filter. It was really quite good. So the only other downside with the Action 2 was if you want to charge it, you have to charge it through the battery module or the screen module. So let's say you lost or broke that module. You wouldn't be able to charge it. Also, if you want to transfer the internal memory to the SD card, you need that second module. Now, that's not so bad because Small Rigs brought out a little charge adapter that is essentially a tripod mount. It's a magnetic attachment that clips on the bottom, much like DJI supplied, but you've got a charging port in there. So you can charge it if you lost the battery unit. And also in terms of transferring the footage off the internal, you can do it through the app as well. So it's not the end of the world, but let's say you lost your smartphone. Let's say you lost the battery compartment or not the battery compartment, the battery module. You wouldn't be able to get your footage off. You can't just plug it into a computer. There's no way to do that. And I did try using the charging adapter to attach it to a computer via USB-C. doesn't work. So although the Action 2 is very good, there are some limits to it. And it was maybe a bit, people say it was maybe a bit too out there. I liked the change. I thought it was a great change in the action camera market. But going back to the Action 3, DJI went more traditional. It's the form factor of the Action 1. It's got most of the components of the Action 2. And it's got very slight tweaks. They're not amazing tweaks. I should also go back and say the Action 1 had Rocksteady, which was quite good. The Action 2 had Rocksteady 2. You can see where this is going. And the Action 3 has Rocksteady 3. 
It actually has a bit more, but we'll, I'll come to that in a moment. So the Action 2 has something called Horizon Steady, which means there's no sort of shifting about up to 45 degrees. So you can move it up to 45 degrees and it keeps the, it keeps the horizon level. The Action 1 didn't have that. That's quite a good feature. So the Action 3 has obviously Rock Steady 3 and it has Horizon Steady, but it also has Horizon Balancing. So you can move it around completely and it's not and it's going to keep the horizon steady why you would want to flip your camera 360 degrees and keep the horizon steady is beyond me but you can do that with it it also has more microphones it's got three microphones on it and you can change the focus so you can have the front microphones or the back microphones which is really good for vlogging the touch screen sorry it has, like the Action 1, the Action 1 has a front screen and a back screen, but only the back screen on the Action 1 could be um, engaged with. On the Action 3, both screens can be used as touchscreens, which is quite useful. It has a higher ISO value compared to the 2, but I don't know if that means anything. Would you use that higher ISO value? I don't know. Would it be any good? And I think it has a better mounting system than the Action 2. It's still magnetic. Interestingly, you can't use mounts from one with the other. Um, they're ever so slightly different, but yeah, it has a better mounting system. It's better for mounting it for, do, for doing vertical videos, and you can replace that front glass if it breaks. I would also say it's easier to add filters that aren't going to fall off because it's, it's the Action 1's form factor. It's ever so slightly bigger than the Action 1, and of course, it's bigger than the Action 2. So... Is it any good? What what do I like about it? What do I like about the series and which one should you get? Well, at the moment in the UK, the Action 3 is £280. And actually that's coming in cheaper than the Action 2. You would think the Action 2 would be very low. If you can get the Action 2 really at a low price, get the Action 2. If you want something rugged, get the Action 3. If you want something for photography and that's your main focus, then actually go for the Action 1 if you can still buy it. You might have to get it secondhand. The Action 1 has more photography features. You can set it to take a photo every X number of seconds. You can do auto exposure bracketing. With the other two, you can have countdowns, you can shoot in RAW, you can shoot in RAW in all of them, all of them do countdowns, all of them do time lapses, all of them do hyperlapses. But I just felt the Action 1 has better photography specs. Now, the Action 2 and 3, you can go from 1 8,000th of a second to 30 seconds. But with the Action 1, you can go all the way up to 120 seconds for your exposure time. Quite why you would need a two-minute exposure, I don't know. But yeah, it just seems to me, with all those things factored in, that the Action 1 is the better one for photography, which did surprise me. Once I sat down and looked at those specs, it did surprise me. Of course, you can record in HEVC with the actions two and three, and you've got a max video bitrate of 130 megabits per second compared to 100 for the action one. But I think in real life, you're probably not going to see much difference, personally. The action three records in 10 bits, so you can get 10 bit. Now, I can't see a difference between the Action 2 and the Action 3's footage. I didn't. I don't really do any color grading on these type of things. But I guess if I were to color grade, 
I'd be better off using the Action 3. But essentially, I've got the three cameras. And again, like I said at the start of the video, you might think I'm silly for getting three cameras. You might think I'm silly for upgrading from the two to the three. I can, you know, most people will say, I can see why you're upgraded from the one to the three. Uh, sorry, from the one to the two, because you're going to get improved slow-mo you're going to get a 4k 120 which to me was very important that was the reason for buying it going from a two to a three going from the two to the three there isn't a great deal that i'd say in terms of upgrades it just works better it's just a bit more robust in fact it's a lot more robust i'm not going to have any problems with it the other thing to mention as well while i think of it is I've got the DJI mic, so I can plug the DJI mic into the Action 3 just on its own, the Action 2 with the battery module, because I didn't get the screen module, I got the battery module without any problems, but I can't plug it into the Action 1. So if I want a seamless vlogging camera or a camera that's just easier, it's always going to be the Action 3. That's going to be the easy one. There's one thing to take, one thing to pick up. It's not going to break. It's got very good battery life. I do, it doesn't break down into things. I can, you know, do lots with it. But also, I can use two cameras because they give very similar footage between all three, really. But certainly the Action 1, sorry, the Action 2 and 3, they've pretty much got the same sensor. So I can use a two-camera setup if I want recording audio to just the Action 3 or maybe just the Action 2 and then using the inbuilt mics on the Action 3. So they are good cameras. I don't want a GoPro and I'm finding that with GoPro now you have to get their subscription. You have to buy it from their website which for me is a big no and I think with the DJI stuff, well with me in general I am shooting much more on smaller action cams than DSLRs and mirrorless cameras. I'm not taking out my big DSLR camera with me or my mirrorless. I'm actually shooting on action cameras, whether that be Insta360 cameras or DJI cameras. Those are the ones I'm taking. So I'm quite glad I got the Action 3 and I'm really looking forward to taking it out and getting footage with it and using it. Anyway, if you have any questions, do drop a comment and I will respond to it. Thank you ever so much. Goodbye.